You're listening to the FYI podcast. Hey guys, it's Josiah. And before we dive into today's episode, the end of 2023, fast upon us, would you consider a year end gift of any size to the ministry of young adults today? We exist to reach young adults for Christ and to train leaders and churches to do the same. You can click the link in the show notes or visit www.youngadults.today slash give to learn more and to make a year-end contribution. Thanks so much for your consideration. Here's for today's episode. You're listening to the FYI podcast where we talk about all things young adulting, your faith, your life, Mm -hmm. your mental health, your finances, your relationships, so much more. And I'm Josiah Keneally. And I'm Micah Keneally. We are the hosts of the FYI podcast. And if this is your first time jumping on here, we actually tackle a topic. We tackle a question that maybe you're asking as a young adult trying to adult in this crazy world in which we live. So you're coming and asking amazing questions. And what we get to do is hopefully come alongside you let you wrestle through some things, challenge your thinking, but ultimately bring you back to the heart of Christ and bring you back to the word of God. So So if you have any friends that should be listening, that you would really want to encourage, that could be encouraged, made from us from afar, know that we're praying for you and knowing that we believe in you. But ultimately you can get involved by subscribing, rating, reviewing, submitting a question, and hopefully we can meet you someday or we can come across you know, your journey in life, but we are thrilled that you're tuning in. So our goal on a Friday is to make your weekend, hopefully a little brighter by ending your weekend strong and beginning your weekend even stronger. It's amazing. And you know what, speaking of the weekend, this past weekend, we were just in Missouri. We flew Mm -hmm. into St. Louis, both of us, Mike and I, through our ministry, Young Adults Today, Mm -hmm. were contacted by some amazing friends and leaders, Mm -hmm. um, Ben and Kate Burton, who host Remix Young Adults. They are the, the pastors there in mm-hmm. Cape Girardeau, Missouri. And right. they had a Remix Young Adult weekend, basically all day Friday, Saturday, Sunday, kind of the same, it's been said, is a change of pace and a change of place can lead to a change of perspective. Right. There was a hungry group of young adults. And they talk about what God did in us and through us and in the lives of young people there this past weekend. Well, ultimately, we just came alongside some amazing people that are in our life to kind of just make their dream our dream, essentially, and just to hold up their arms. So they let us come in and pray and teach and preach and do a couple of breakout sessions where we really leaned into ultimately the verse in Ephesians chapter five, awake, O sleeper was kind of the theme. So what our prayer is and what their prayer is that as a listener and as a young adult, that your faith would be awakened, that you would be awakened in any area of life that you were sleeping in. So we really leaned into that by just pulling and drawing from the text and hopefully challenging and encouraging those who are struggling in their relationships, um, in their family dynamics, in their interpersonal relationships with dorm rooms and finding that first job and any and all in between because relationships and people are everywhere. But ultimately, we want to see the greatness pulled out in them because we all have something to offer the world around us. I think the highlight for me this past weekend was Saturday night. So the second night. Mm -hmm. And I mean, I will say of this whole weekend that young adults in worship started on Friday night where most groups end on a Sunday. Right. They were just hungry for going after the presence of God. Yeah. The power of God and an intimate relationship with Jesus and going deeper, awaking from the slumber and, yeah. and rising up. And, you know, Saturday night, there was just some extended time of prayer and 
pastors Ben and Kate were on one side, we were on another side. And it was just kind of one of those moments where if you want prayer, come forward and we'd, we'd be happy to just, you know, join our faith with yours. And one of the young adults that he sent me a DM after this weekend that I'm just going to read part of. And this is a guy who had told us that he has 10 siblings. There's 11 in his family and he'd never been prayed for Mm -hmm. out loud. Yeah. And that was just the moment where the Holy spirit kind of hit me and just paused in that moment of how significant it is to pray together, to join our faith together, to believe for a miracle Mm -hmm. and believe for healing and restoration and forgiveness where there's been unforgiveness. And he just sent me a DM and he goes, Hey, Josiah, hopefully you remember meeting. And I definitely did. And he just said, you and your wife really touched me in my heart this weekend. And I'm extreme, extremely grateful that I got to meet both of you and that there was just the opportunity to, to join together in prayer. Right. And I think that that's so, so powerful. We're really grateful that we were able to go and that God is meeting and ministering to young adults. What was maybe a highlight for you? Oh my gosh. I think it's always when you're in a room that's hungry, it becomes electric and it becomes contagious for sure. And it was not about the hype. It was definitely about the hunger. And I think when you're in a room with young adults that are only wanting and seeking the the breakthrough, the miracles, the the healing that they're desiring and intimacy with God, I think that that just reminds me, always reminds me, why do we do what we get to do? Like, why do we do what we do? It's because we don't have to, we, we get to, and we choose to. So I think just spraying on that they are wanting to learn how to choose Christ each and every single day and invite him in on the process of indulging of adulting, instead of saying, okay, I'm just going to show up and just show off. No, there's a hunger for like wanting to be in step and in cadence with Christ. So I think ultimately is the hunger and that builds excitement in all of us. And it should, like, that's what it is all about of, you know, coming alongside each other in that process, but remaining humble in the process. Right. So we're just humble that they would even ask us to come. So, so true. And that's just a little bit longer been a a usual intro to the FYI podcast, but we just simply had to explain Mm -hmm. the goodness of God that, you know what, one generation is to to tell the next of God's mighty acts of his marvelous deeds. And I'm telling you guys that he is moving. Yeah. God is on the move and may our hunger rise, may Mm -hmm. faith rise for us Mm -hmm. and for the listener today. And Mikey, speaking of the young adults in Missouri, Mikey sent us home with this question for the FYI podcast. And he Mm -hmm. just said, what advice do you have for young adults who are struggling with pride or pridefulness? And I feel like maybe another way Mm -hmm. to to ask that question is a question that I've asked at many times in my life. And that's Mm -hmm. how do I stay humble? Mm -hmm. That's a great question. How do I stay humble? I think that here's in a little bit of my study, what I found is, I believe it was C.S. Lewis who said that pride is the sin that made the devil the devil. And I just want you to stop and think about that for a second. I'll say it one more time. Pride is the sin that made the devil the devil. Mm -hmm. And the reason that that is, is Lucifer was an angel in charge of the worship of God, Mm -hmm. the creator of the universe. And it's like God had equipped Lucifer with everything he needed to to lead all of the angels into worship. Mm -hmm. And worship isn't something that our human frame or an angel frame is designed to bear. God gets the glory. And I think, I guess, a third way to ask this question is who's getting the glory in your life? Yeah. 
you know, I, I love the way that one of the United States former presidents, Ronald Reagan, asks the question or just makes the statement. It's amazing what you can accomplish when you don't care who gets the credit. It's good. And yeah. so I think the posture that we're aiming for, Mikey, in this <laughs> question is we're going to unpack it the best we know mm-hmm. how through God's word as we come into alignment with that. I would just say that our posture or our hope is that we don't care who gets the credit here on earth, but we care that God gets the glory. Right. That's so good. And the verse of the day, we're going to start with that first and foremost, Mikey and audience comes from James chapter four, verse six. And it says, God opposes the proud, but shows favor to the humble. So those are those those two words again, pride or proud and humble or humility. So I think those are the tensions that our souls naturally begin to wrestle with because we're naturally wired to want the credit. I mean, that's where our our sinful nature bends. That's where our flesh bends. But when we have Christ at the center of it all, there's there's a desire for the humility. There's a desire for the um, glory to be offered to him. And I would just say, uh, just practically speaking of, what advice do you have for young adults struggling who are who are struggling with pride or pridefulness? I would say, number one, how we don't struggle with that is we ask that God would humble our hearts. So I think we take it to the Lord in prayer. Lord, help me to remain humble and hungry for you. Because if we're not, we begin to worship other things around us. So I know many people who may love the word of God, but they know this about themselves that they need to be very careful that they don't start worshiping the knowledge of God that they have, mm-hmm. but they worship God himself. Mm-hmm. So I would begin to pray like, Lord, keep my head, hands and heart humble. And everything that I do is not for my glory, but for the glory of God. So I would say, number one is pray. These are things I would do, or I do number one, pray. And number two, I just heard this on a podcast and I was like, this is what I do, but I've never thought of it making it so simple. How do we remain humble? Remain thankful. Remain thankful and grateful for everything. Josiah and I, like we said, like we don't, we don't have to do this. Like we get to do what we get to do. We don't have to be parents. Like we get to be parents. Like we want to be parents. And I think when we choose thankfulness and we choose gratitude, it bends our heart back towards Christ, back to you know, giving him the glory versus robbing and stealing it and, you know, building our own kingdom. So I just say those two things, if someone's really wrestling with pride or the lack of humility would be number one, pray, hand it over to God. And if you know somebody prideful, pray that they would have the opportunity to experience breakthrough in this area of their life. If you, maybe you're married to them, you're like, wow, they're very prideful. You know, you want to pray good and gracious prayers towards your partner or towards your friends or your roommates or your family. But also remain thankful. When you remain thankful, like I am grateful and thankful I get to do this. I'm called a child of God. I'm ambassador of Jesus Christ. I get to pray every single day. I get to go to work. And I think even just that attitude or that shift in our our minds um, really just takes the lens off of us and puts it back on what matters. And that is God in us. And that's God wanting to do things through us. But when pride gets in the way, pride is a form of sin, if you realize it or not, because sin separates us from God. And just like you already alluded to, Lucifer was the ultimate demonstration, the Mm -hmm. first demonstration of what that is and looked like in the heavenly realms of 
obviously there's free will in the angels in heaven because he chose to want to be like Christ and tried putting himself in that seat of authority, right? Mm -hmm. Which was a form of sin and turning away from God. And that's why he is where he is. And and look, yeah, I would say this, that pride is at the root of all sin. And pride comes before a fall, right? Yes. Pride comes before the fall yes. of whatever that is. And sin leads to death. And, and I think at the core of every sin, we have free will. We do. Mm-hmm. And and we can choose our way or God's way, surrendering, submitting to his will and word and way and his wisdom and walking in that. But I think that if you show me any sin, whether it's any, in any marriage or in any mm-hmm. relationship or in any personal secret life, I'll show you where we preferred ourself yeah. over God. And that's what pride is doing. And so I think that the the what you were talking about, about prayer is the place to start. Here's why. John Piper said that prayer exalts God as wealthy and acknowledges me mm. as impoverished. And anytime, anytime I get those mixed up, <laughs> I think of God as impoverished and myself as wealthy, that's pride, that's arrogance, that's thinking mm-hmm. of myself. And, and then you you were talking about idolatry or self-worship mm-hmm. or worshiping the ideas, um, worshiping knowledge. These are all things that in a secularized culture that celebrates individualization and worships, you yeah. do you, your truth. Yep. These are the danger zones for right. all Christ followers. Right. And I would just say, that here's the posture. It, it, point number one that Mike is going with is is pray for humility. Mm-hmm. Pray that God would humble us. And, and, and then why do I say this? I would rather be lovingly corrected in prayer by God than publicly humiliated and made an example of somewhere else, right? Yep. That's just my personal preference. Like, okay, Lord, if you gotta take me up and like correct some things in the back alley or rough me up a bit. And he's not a guy that does that. Don't get me wrong. But I, that's the analogy that I use. Cause I'm like, oh man, we're here again. And then it's like, wow, Lord, thank you for lovingly correcting me in this way. Because God does something. He directs, he corrects, and he encourages all through the word of God. That's good. And if we can wrap our minds around the fact that we get to become more like Christ, the closer we become to him in relationship, the deeper our relationship goes, he's going to lovingly try to eliminate that pride. And before we even go on, Josiah, I just wanted to like, just humanize us. Hmm. Is there a moment where you have experienced pride creep in or lack of humility and you were lovingly corrected, maybe not by God, but by another human for sure or mentor in your life. And some people see our blind spots and they can call out pride when we don't even see it ourselves. Can you just share for with sure. the audience a short sure. story? I mean, you guys, there has been many, there's yeah. been many. And one of the first things that if I'm confessing, one of the first things I need to lay down at the altar is God, forgive me of my pride. Mm-hmm. God, let there not be. So this is definitely one of those where I'm human, that I'm asking this question. I'm in the same boat. And uh, I would just say this when I was, um, man, maybe six, seven years ago, I'm estimating it was like 2014 probably. Um, yeah, it was one of those moments that set me on a different it was it was life changing for me because here's what had happened. I set some new year's goals. I had a life coach and I was just excited for all that God had for me. I really was. But there was a moment where I thanked the life coach instead of thanking God. And I 
I said, I'm a different person. I've changed so much. And he goes, who, who did it? And it, I, I turned red. I was blushing. My ears were just like on fire. pounding. I was sweating. And it was just like, oh my gosh. Yeah. That that's pride talking. It's, that's, it's, rever- it's taking I, instead of saying, God, I yep, did, I yep, accomplished. Yep, I said, yep. oh no, God had me on a journey. We worked through some things and yep. here's what came out of it. Yep. Right. And I think similarly, it's that posture uh, or it's, it's the number one is praying for humility. Second is I think it's the posture of John the Baptist. Mm-hmm. He had one of those life-changing prayers where he said, I must decrease. Right. Jesus must increase. Yeah. And if you get this picture, it would be like this. The crowds weren't following Jesus. They were following John the Baptist. Mm -hmm. He was in the wilderness shouting, prepare the way. The king is coming. Mm -hmm. He was wildly popular. And it would be like he had the bigger church in town. It would be like he had the Mm -hmm. successful business. And it would be as radical as if he said, stop coming to this church. Start going to the church across the street. All of you. Stop following the teachings of John the Baptist. Start following Jesus. Yeah. Whoa. I mean, that's, that's what he's saying is less of me, more of Jesus, but it's that pot. That's the pot. That's what humility looks like. Yeah. But I think even just, I just want to talk to the listener just for a second before we hop off here is just really recognizing when you're a Christian, you're a Christ follower. If you naturally bend towards pride, take a personal inventory, really look at like, okay, what are my blind spots? Where am I replacing? I with he meaning God did this or Jesus helped me, Holy spirit, whatever you want to say there. But I think there's a difference when we recognize the difference between pride versus confidence. True. I think pride attaches itself to any form of human saying, I did this, I did that. Um, I'm a Christian and I know Bible verses, blah, 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 blah. And our character still remains insecure when pride is attached. But the moment we start surrendering pride and asking for humility, that is when our confidence increases, not because pride isn't there or can creep up, but because we are confident in who we are and whose we are and how God has created us and wired us in such miraculous ways. So when we can kind of just understand when you come across a Christian, like, oh, you're so prideful. Okay. Time out. Are they truly prideful? And if they are, are they willing to change? Because that's always something that can be worked on. Or are they so confident in Christ that makes you feel insecure as the outsider looking in? So even just wrestling with like, is it somebody else's pride? Is it my own pride? Is it their confidence in Christ? Is it my lack of belief and faith because I'm not spending time with him? So I think even just asking yourself those tough questions is something to reflect on. Cause I think you can come into a room and I can be like, oh my gosh, this person is so confident they're, they they don't, they're not fearful of anything. Well, they're confident in Christ and they're walking out in the faithfulness and the fruitfulness of Christ. And they're, they're wise they're aware that pride mm-hmm. can creep in on any level. So I would just say, as you ask this question, what does that mean for you? Is it you? Is it somebody you live with? Um, or is it confidence building and growing? Because like I said, confidence is standing on the firm foundation of truth and the word and not manipulating it and giving yourself the credit, but pride can rob us of those breakthrough humble moments. So hopefully that can give you a little tension to wrestle with of really evaluating. I mean, I'm, not, I'm even evaluating this right here in the moment because that just came to my mind. I'm like, wow, we can mistake in confidence for pride or pride for confidence. Like, yeah, even just looking at that. I'd almost say it this way, that in our line of work or calling, um, whether it's 
teaching and preaching, Mm -hmm. whether it's writing a book, whether it's recording a podcast, there is moments where we can really go one of two ways. I can really go one of two ways where something somebody said that was negative about me hurt me too much. Mm -hmm. And then I can really deal with the depths of despair and discouragement if I'm not careful. Right. But when on the flip side, when, when the praises of people, I think that's where it can become almost a form of like worship. Like I have to be really careful when somebody gives a compliment because I'm a words of affirmation person to go, thanks for saying that. And then praise God and move on and, and not let the criticism of man be a kryptonite or the compliments and not let the compliments be become the the Achilles tenant either. I said the cape to fly (laughs) like Superman. It's so good. And uh, thank you, Mikey, for your question. Mm -hmm. If you have others, please reach out on Instagram. It's FYI podcast, or you could visit www.fyipodcast.com, fyi-podcast.com. Until next time, you're listening to the FYI podcast.